Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, Every Nation family. Welcome once again to our online service. This has been such a great platform just to engage with you and bring our messages across. So it is just good to be um, together once again this morning. And so um, just before we go into our uh, series, uh, Lifestyle of Worship, I just want to bring our attention or the spotlight to the amazing project that we have at hand at the moment, and that is our building. And so if you um, have been here recently, you would have definitely seen the progress that has taken place at Every Nation Dorado. Um, if you haven't been here, I would encourage you to make a turn, come by, come and see what has happened up to this point. And so we are looking, we're in the process, the, the phase or the stage that we find ourselves in in the moment is um, putting up the roof structure. And so you will see in the next few days, maybe perhaps a week, week and a half, you will see the roof structure being in place. And the step right after that is putting on the roof sheeting. And so we obviously know that having a roof structure is good, but we also need a roof sheeting to cover the building and protect it from the rain that will be coming. And so in order for us to put on the roof sheeting, we need about 500,000 that is still needed to, to complete the roof sheeting. And so once again, just thank you to everybody's partnering. And we want to just encourage you to keep partnering and keep contributing and help us to reach this 500,000 so that we can put up the roof sheeting. And it is just a joy and a, and a privilege. It's great to see the progress that is currently taking place at our building. And so let's continue as a spiritual family to take hands and see and build um, this building that God has given us for the next generation. And so we're excited to see the progress taking place. Amen. And so I hope your faith is out. Put great faith in and trust God to really see this building. Um, the, it's not just that we give, but I also ask you to pray. Pray and give into this building that we will see it come to completion and that the work that has started will now not cease, but we will be able to continue month after month and see the building be completed. Amen. Okay, great. So now... We're going to go into our second week of our sermon series, Lifestyle of Worship. And so, Pastor Chris, in the first week, spoke about worship in obedience. And uh, some of parts of the, the, some, uh, the essence of his message dealt around this, this, this point that God wants our hearts. He doesn't want just partial, um, our hearts partially, but he wants all of our hearts. And that worship is obedience. Worship is not just the singing of songs, but worship is obedience. It is our response to God. And so today we're going to go a little bit further where worship still remains a response, but we want to talk about worship in sacrifice. And so worship is a response from a place to something. And so we respond from something to something. And so just think of a, 
of a time when someone did something for you and you responded in gratitude or you responded in a thankfulness or you responded with action or you responded in a way of service, serving the people that has done something for you. And so this worship in sacrifice, the essence of this message comes down to the fact that God has done something for us and because of what God has done, we respond to Him in sacrifice. And I'll define sacrifice um, a little bit further down in this message. And it's like the famous saying, when someone does something real significant or something that um, you feel was of great value, you normally say the words, I owe you one. And so, um, and that normally comes from a place of gratitude. When we say to someone, I owe you one, it's because we're thankful or grateful for what they have done. And we say, they have one up on us. And we would, whenever they call upon us, we will be ready to give back or to present back to them. And so I am assured of it that you might have someone like that in your life. Someone that, that has done something for you and you're grateful. And that might be they might have given you an opportunity in life or they might have helped you out of a difficult situation or um, they might have come through to you when you were in the lowest points of your life or whatever it might be. Um, we certainly, I have certainly people like that that has contributed or spoken into my life and that I would always say, I owe you one for what you've done. I owe you one for that moment where you helped me. And then we respond out of that place. And so we respond because of what they have done um, for us. And so we then, we give ourselves to God because of what He has done for us. And that becomes our worship. So in the same way, when people do something for us, and we're thankful and we're grateful, God got us in a, the lowest moment, in the most separated moment of our lives. And God has done something for us that has brought us back to Him. And now we respond back to God. And that is our worship. And you will see in, in today's text that I'm going to read in a moment, Paul uh, starts this verse by saying, I appeal to you, or in other words, I urge you, or I'm calling you to action. I'm calling you to action. I'm calling you to service. I'm calling you to come and do something. And we need to ask based on what, why is Paul telling the Romans or this in the book of Romans, why is he telling these guys, the Jews and the Gentiles, why is he telling them, I appeal to you, I urge you, I call you to action. Um, and, and we need to answer, ask, why is Paul doing that? Why is he saying this to them? And so today's um, text that we're going to work out of is Romans 12, verse 1 to 2. So two verses and we're going to look at and see what took place here and how is worship in sacrifice. What does that mean? Okay, and so open your Bibles or your phone or whatever you might have with you or read with me on the screen. But it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God 
which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, the good, what is the good, acceptable, and perfect. What is good, acceptable, and perfect. And so when Paul said, I appeal to you, I urge you, it comes back from chapter 3, verse 21 to chapter 11, verse 36. Paul was explaining to them um, that we give ourselves to God because of what God has done to us. Because of what God has done to us, we come and we worship God. He was basically explaining them in, in chapter 3 to 11 why we owe God one. Why do we need to give back to Him? And so Paul was explaining to them. And so in Romans 3 verse 21 to 22, he says, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. So why is Paul into them? I appeal to you. I urge you to present yourselves to God. It's for this, is because the righteousness of God has been manifested. We can now be in right standing with God through faith in Jesus Christ. In other words, we can now be born again. We can now live a new life. And if we understand how merciful that is, how merciful it is of God, to, to send His Son Jesus so that we can be in right standing with God, we will totally grasp why Paul is doing what he is doing. And so we give ourselves to God because we owe Him one because of this act that He had to do. Um, because the reality of our lives um, outside of God is that the worst state the human being can be in is the life that is separated from God. The worst position that we can find ourselves in as human beings, the worst position you can find yourselves in is being separated from God, is being um, distant from God. It's being in not the right relationship with God. And none of us would think that that is natural. If I had to tell you that, would you think it is the creation's intention that there should be orphans in the world? And the answer would simply be no. It's, it's, it, it couldn't be. It couldn't be God's intention that there should be orphans, that there should be children that gets rejected by their families. And in, in, in that relationship, it was the parents that made the mistake or that re rejected the child. But in our case, it is us who have sinned against God, who have gone against God. And we have caused a separation between us and God because of our sin. And we have become orphans or aliens towards God, enemies of God. And a personal story on my side um, why I have been so thankful towards what God has done um, is because I have a glimpse of what it means to be adopted. And so um, I, have a, I have an understanding of what it means to for someone to take me in and says, now you're mine, you're my own. And so as a young boy, I, I, my mom and I was living alone until she met 
someone, the person that I call my dad now, and there was a point in his life where he said, this is now my son. This is now I take him on. I take responsibility. I take to provide for him. And that's exactly what God has done for us in, a, in the separation that we were, in the distance that we have with him. He now, because of his great mercy, because of the manifestation of the righteousness, we can now become in right standing with God. And so it wasn't the intention of creation that any human being should be separated from God, but we all should be in a relationship, in right standing with God. And so, but we as humans intentionally did things that, that hurts God or that God hates and we, we were we are people that are enemies of God, or we are people that should be punished by God. We are people that actually deserve separation from God. We are a people that ultimately deserve hell. But God in His mercy, His love and His grace sends Jesus to live the life that you and I should have lived. And He, and he dies the death that you and I should have died. And then the third day, He rises from the dead and proving that is the Son of God, and now He offers us a life in right standing with Him for anybody who puts their faith in Jesus um, and believes in the Son of God and believes in the work of the cross and what Jesus did for us. And so that we can now become in right standing with Him. And the moment we become right standing, it's where Paul was ending this argument in chapter 11, verse 36, and it says, For from him and through him, to him are all things. For from him and through him, and for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. And so, with all that in mind, with all that Paul just had to say, that God has, in his great mercy, has sent Jesus. That the, the manifestation of righteousness and now everything was for him and through him and to him so that he can receive glory forever and ever. And so with all that that Paul said, Paul says, now present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And this is a moment worthy of taking a pause and really thinking and really asking ourselves if we honestly grasp how great the manifestation of righteousness really is, how, how great the, the mercy of God really is, how great the grace of God really is, how great the, the love of God really is for Him to send His only Son so that you and I can be in right standing with God again. And see, if we are grateful for what Jesus has done for us, then we need to ask, what does it then mean? See, they, uh, when we are grateful for what Jesus has done for us, there's, a, there's something in us asking, but how do I owe Him back? How do I give back? How do I respond to God? And so how do I present my body as a living sacrifice unto God? How do I keep presenting my body? How do I 
keep making sure that my life is presented before God as a living sacrifice. And in, in today's message, those are the two things that we want to look at. Is how do we, how do, what, what does it mean to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, which is our spiritual worship? And how do we keep our lives holy and acceptable to God? And then, so the first point that we answer is, what does it mean to present our bodies as a living sacrifice? Paul was saying, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And so the first words that we look there um, is to present your bodies. And that means to, to bring before or in another sense, if, if you have ever given a gift to someone, you are presenting something to him. And so we bring something to the person that we give um, the present to. And so our lives can only be presented in two ways or rather to two things. And that is as instrument of unrighteousness or instruments of righteousness. And so that's what Paul was saying to them in chapter 6 already. In verse 13, he says this, Do not present your members to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. So when we give our lives or our, uh, yeah, when we commit or present our lives and our bodies to sin, it means that we give ourselves to be used. Instruments are used to be used um, for a life of unrighteousness. But... Present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. And so he says, why do we give ourselves to God? It's because of this great work of salvation that God has, in, has done in our lives. We give ourselves to God um, and uh, we give ourselves to God as someone who has been brought from death to life. And he says, um, so... But present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. So we don't give ourselves, we don't present our bodies as instruments to unrighteousness, which means um, giving ourselves to sin, but instead we give ourselves to God as instruments of righteousness. And just a little bit down in verse, in verse 19, he continues by saying, I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, now present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification. And so once again, it says here, if we give ourselves as instruments to unrighteousness or um, as we present ourselves to lawlessness or impurity, all that would do is lead to more of that. But when we give ourselves to God, when we present our bodies to God, it would lead to sanctification. And sanctification is the process of making us holy, of of restoring us back to the original intention, and that was that we are made in the image of God. And so now we, we give ourselves not to sin, but we give ourselves to God. But so often, and so many of us, 
that profess the Christian faith and profess God as our Savior and profess Jesus as the one who have died on the cross, we, we so easily die out. We so, we have this way of drifting and, and going back to the things that we shouldn't. And, and one of the reasons we do that is because we forget what Jesus has done for us. We, we lose our worship unto God. It's because we forget what happened at the cross. We, we forget this great mercy that, that took us from death to life. And so we, we forget to keep bringing ourselves, our bodies as instrument to righteousness. And little by little, we drift again and give ourselves to anything and everything else but to God. And so we forget the gospel. We forget this good news that, that saved us, that made us a new person, that, that enabled us to live in freedom. We forget. And so we need constant reminding and renewal. See, because when we serve God or, or bring ourselves to God as living sacrifices, God does not force that from us, but it's, a, it's an expectation of a response that should be coming from our side. And so when we really understand what God has done to us, we will give our whole bodies to God. And, and, the, and, and some of the sad realities and you might be in that place and I've been in that place is where we oftentimes dedicate ourselves we, we present ourselves more dedicated to secular things to things that are separated and unpleasing to God than to the things of God himself we we we, we bring ourselves as living sacrifices not to worship God, but to worship other things in this world. And so we present, to, to present ourselves means we bring ourselves before God because of what God has done. We bring ourselves as instruments of righteousness. And what do we bring? Paul was saying, we bring our whole bodies. We present our whole bodies as living sacrifices and the dictionary defines sacrifices as anything consecrated and, and offered to God and so as believers how do we consecrate and offer ourselves to God as living sacrifices and so this word worship or living sacrifices means that we we, we bring us ourselves as people who are consecrated and ready to be offered to God. And so to be, a, um, to be a living sacrifice means that we bring ourselves to be served, to be used by God, to bring service unto God. And so Matthew 16 verse 24 says to us, Then he told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And so when we present ourselves as living sacrifice, it means that we give our whole selves to God. It means that we give our body and our soul. It means that we give our hearts and our actions to God. That 
is our worship in sacrifice. That is our living sacrifice and our spiritual worship is when we bring our whole self to be God and saying, God, I am an instrument of righteousness in your hands. And when you think of the the sacrifices that took place in the Old Testament, they, they were not, when they sacrificed a lamb, the lamb wasn't, it wasn't just the leg of the lamb or the head of the lamb. It was the whole lamb that was sacrificed. And so to give yourself as a living sacrifice, it means you give your everything to God. We cannot just, uh, when Jesus said to them, if anyone come after me, let him deny himself, not part of himself, not a portion of himself. Let him deny him whole self and take up his cross and follow me to take up his cross and come after me. And so when we as people, as, as children of God, give ourselves, our bodies as living sacrifices to God, it means we give our everything to God. It means if he's not Lord of all, he is not Lord at all. See, if Jesus is not Lord of all, He is not Lord at all. And, and so here's what it means to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. It means that you give yourself to God in service because of His great mercies, and that is your spiritual worship. You see, the other words for spiritual worship means reasonable service. So how do we worship God in sacrifice? It's when we bring our whole self before God, a consecrated instruments of righteousness, saying, God, I'm ready for my reasonable service. I'm here to serve you. I'm not here to give myself to anything and everything that this world demands of me, but I'm here to serve you. I'm here as an instrument of righteousness, giving my whole self, presenting myself, bringing myself before you so that I can be service unto you. And so right now in this moment as I'm preaching, it is worship unto God. I'm bringing my whole self before God to, to be used by God. When you come into our services on a Sunday and you find someone that like an usher that is helping people to get a seat, that person is offering themselves to God as a living sacrifice. That is their spiritual worship. They are busy with a reasonable service. And the same way in, in the way in, in the people that help us to even put this together, what you're watching in this moment, it is service. It is our reasonable worship unto God when we do this. And so because of this great mercy of God, because of everything that Jesus has done for us, we respond in this worship in sacrifice, which means we give ourselves to God to be used by God for the glory of God forever and ever and ever. And so, once again, to present our bodies as living sacrifices, which is holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual worship, is to give ourselves to God in service, in action. To say, God, here I am, as Philip, or as whoever, and I because of what you've done for me, because of your great mercy, because of your grace, because of sending your son Jesus, I want to perform my reasonable service. I want to perform my spiritual worship.
And so we respond to God in gratefulness and gratitude for what He has done. And so when you find me serving or doing something in the church because I'm responding to a gratefulness for God. And so the following thing that we ask ourselves is, but how do we keep being living sacrifices that are holy and acceptable to God? And so this is how we do it. So just like I said, now, how do we keep being a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God? Paul says it in verse 2. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So how do we keep presenting ourselves before God as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, ensuring that we are, uh, that our spiritual worship, that we have reasonable service, that we are serving God. One way of doing it is do not conform to the pattern of this world. And why would he say that? Why would he say do not conform to this world? Because the moment you conform to this world, you will no longer present yourselves before God, but you will be an instrument of unrighteousness. Your, your sacrifice will not be for God, but it will be for something else. You will be, remember the definition, sacrifice being consecrated and offered to God. You will be consecrated and offered to something else. You'll be set apart for something else but it will not be the things of God and so Paul was saying if you want to keep yourselves presented before God holy and acceptable which is your reasonable service then do not be conformed but be transformed be changed be renewed again and again and again and again and again if you remember the scripture that we read in Romans 6 verse 19 where he says for just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and, and, and to the lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, now present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification. The same were transformed, leading to sanctification, leading to the place where we become more and more like God. See, the highest call for human beings, for the Christian life, is to become like God. It's not just to do the things of God, but it's to become like God. And when you become like God, you will do the things of God. And you will make sure you will be able to test. And this word is to see, is to find worth. You'll be able to find the worth and discern how valuable God's will is, how good God's will is, how acceptable God's will is, how perfect God's will is. And so if you want to live a life uh, as a Christian, putting, uh, presenting yourself before God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service or your spiritual worship, then you need to be continuously transformed. And transformation takes, transformation of the mind takes place when we are confronted by God's truth and we turn away from it and we renew ourselves and we move into a new direction. It's the, it's the, it's the way when we go and we repent before God. 
to say, God, this is not aligned with you. Remember when we say we bring our bodies, we present our bodies, it means we align ourselves to God. We, we come under His Lordship. And so to be transformed, meaning we come under Him, look to Him to define every area, every thought, every moment, every motive from His Word to tell us who we are, how we should act, and how we should bring ourselves before God. And so if we want to keep being holy and acceptable, if we want to keep being living sacrifices before God, if you want to keep serving God for the rest of your life with a fire and a zeal, then you need to continuously be transformed by the renewal of your mind. You need to continuously be sanctified, made holy, made uh, being set apart, consecrated, so that you can become more like God, so that you can be formed into the image of God. And so here's how I want to close in this very simple message today. But I hope that what you will get out of it is that the, the great work that God has done for us, and we respond to God from this great mercy, from this gospel, from this good news, we now present our bodies, our whole self. We take up our cross. We deny ourselves, deny our ways, our will, our motives, our thoughts, our purposes, our callings, whatever it might be, everything that has to do with us. And we say, God, we are under your leadership. We're under your rule. We're under your lordship. We want to just be living sacrifices, consecrated. We want to always be ready for our spiritual worship, for our reasonable service. And we do that because of what Jesus has done for us. And to continue living that life, we need to continuously be transformed by God. So I want to challenge you to not be the Christian that got born again and you're not presenting yourself before God. You have come to a place where you've given yourself to you. You define what you do. You define when you do it and how do you do it. But you, you, you have drifted from coming under God. And I pray that some of you, that you would be reminded of the great gospel, the, the good news that saved you, that brought you from death to life. And for some of you who might be listening, you are separate. You have never given your life to Christ. You have never experienced this great news that Jesus has come to this earth to live the life that we should have lived and died the death that we should have died and now offering us eternal life, offering us to be in right standing with God when we turn away from our lives and turn to God and fully trust in Him. And so may you start giving yourself to God. May you once again have that reasonable service, that spiritual worship. May you once again be a living sacrifice, someone who is consecrated, set apart for the work of God, which is our worship unto God. Start serving God again. Start putting yourself before God again. Doesn't matter what has happened or where you're at, put it again, again and again. Because of what Jesus has done, day after day, we bring ourselves before God. Say, God, we want to be living sacrifices, bringing our whole bodies, because it's our spiritual worship. And so may you be freshened 
by the good news, by the mercies of God. And, and based on that, I appeal with you this morning. I urge you, I call you to action that you would give your lives as instruments of righteousness, instruments to being used by God, which is you being a living sacrifice, which is your spiritual worship. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for this morning, God. And I pray, Lord, that we give ourselves to you, God, in service because of your great mercy, Lord. And that is our spiritual worship. That is our reasonable service unto you. Father, I pray that we will not be passive. Lord, we will not be reluctant. God, we will not be instruments of unrighteousness. But Lord, we who have been brought from death to life will be instruments of righteousness, ready to be used by you. We're a sacrifice. We deny ourselves. We are consecrated and acceptable. Father, we want to live lives that forever brings glory to you, Lord. We never, ever want to forget what you have done. Father, I pray that you revive hearts this morning of people who have forgotten what you have done, Lord. Once upon a time, God, they were on fire, half full of zeal. The Spirit was moving in their lives, but slowly, but slowly, they have quenched it, given themselves as instruments to unrighteousness. Father, I pray this morning that they would repent, that we repent and turn to you and say, God, we are instruments of righteousness. Revive our hearts with your gospel, your good news, Lord. Let us never ever forget what you have done for us God and may we never ever stop presenting ourselves as living sacrifices unto you always ready to be at your service Lord always ready to offer service unto you that would bring glory to your name Lord prevent us to fall into the trap of passivity Lord which will catch us and drain us and quench our fire for you God but may we always be ready to serve you, Lord, to bring glory to your name. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen and amen. So glad you could join us this morning. And we will see you next week as we continue with our sermon series, Lifestyle of Worship. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.